Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. UPS is hiring day sort warehouse workers in our Louisville, Kentucky hub. Our warehouses are team settings where everyone truly has each other's backs, and we work together to deliver what matters to customers and communities. We're paying $20 an hour and offer great benefits, including up to $25,000 in tuition assistance. Eligibility begins the day you're hired. Shift your future, shift your team, shift your life. Visit upsjobs.com to apply. That's upsjobs.com. Make the shift, make a difference. Injured in a car accident? Visit SueDistractedDriver.com. Time now for Dan Issel and Louis Rabot, right here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Dan and Louis. Good morning, everybody. This is Issel and Louie on ESPN 680 105.7. Thanks for listening in this morning. As always, the first hour of the show is brought to you by our friends at KentuckyTourism.com. Lewis, how are we this morning, buddy? Almost got Hannibal last night. Almost happened. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And I'm talking about Kentucky basketball, of course. Um, that Trey Hannibal, dude. I like him. You like him? I like him. I don't like Dykes talking about like the bowling ball thing seventy times, but I like him. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I, I don't like I don't like Dykes. Uh, Does he that, live in Lexington? Is that why he gets all of the games? Um, I'm not sure. Does Cal about, like him? Is that why he gets all the games? I mean, I'm really trying. Uh, <laughs> gets all the games. <laughs> well, you know, he used to be on the UK. Uh, uh, on the coaching staff, I understand, but I'm saying, like, does he still live there? I mean, like, is there a reason that he's there for every? I, I, I don't know, but I, you know, oh. he's one. Of, he's one of those analysts in my book. He's one of those analysts that thinks you turned on the game to listen to him. No, you're right, and and I don't. I don't have much use for those. For those kinds of analysts, I want I want to hear some inside information. I don't want to hear all that kooky stuff. So, um, but there were a lot of positives to take out of that game last night, Lewis. Oh, okay, good. Well, tell us about them, Dan. <clears throat> don't you think? What were the positives, Dan? I, I uh, think I think we learned something last night that's very not positive about Kentucky basketball. Big picture. Oh, oh. Well, <clears throat> did you read? Uh, and now I forget who wrote it. Uh, one of those scribes, one of those ink-stained wretches at the Herald Leader, uh, wrote wrote that Cal was more positive yeah, last night. Yeah. Did you read that? I did, did you read that? Yeah, he's not uh, he's not getting on the guys. He, we 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 won't try to correct it during the game. We'll we'll correct it later. Uh, he was hugging people and applauding, and and that that's that's the way I'm going to go from now on, Louis. I'm going to look at the glass half full. I'm going to be more positive about this, but I can hardly wait to hear what you have to say about oh, it. Oh, wait, big, I mean, big picture question about that, though. Isn't that team to team? Don't you get different personalities with different guys? I, 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 Louis, I've said it all the, all the time. There are two ways to motivate people. One is you kick them in the tail, and the other one is you pat them on the back. Evidently, Cal has a roster full of patting them on the back kinds of guys, which, which makes sense. 
because they're, with the exception of Oscar and everything we talk about, the uh, Kentucky basketball, we have to preface it by saying, with the exception of Oscar, uh, you've got a bunch of soft players, very soft players. Uh, I guess Livingston gets physical from time to time. The rest of them run from contact. And so evidently, you know, uh, they're soft mentally as well. And so, I mean, you know, Cal, uh, if he's going to get him to respond, I guess he has to pat him on the back. Okay. All right. So what were the positives, Dan? Oh, there were a lot of positives. I mean, they shoot 52% from the floor. Yep. They shoot 39% from the, from the three-pointer. Uh, they have... Uh, 18 assists. I need to get new glasses. I can't see this. I, I, is that 18 assists or 16? <laughs> anyway, anyway, they had a bunch, of assists, a, a bunch of assists and only six turnovers. Yeah, that was very uh, awesome. I agree. So, some, some really efficient performances. I don't know where this this Toppin kid, this number zero that they that plays for them, I don't know where he was the the first. Uh, it was nice of him to transfer in in January. Uh, it, really, yeah, <laughs> well, because because that kid, yeah, he's, uh, he, he's, he's really. I mean, you take thirteen shots and score twenty one points. That's efficiency. Yep. Oscar Oscar takes nine shots and gets nineteen points. Um, no, I thought there were I thought there were a lot of pluses to take uh, out out of that game last night. I learned last night that there are different tiers in the SEC, and Alabama can sleepwalk to a twenty-two point win, and Tennessee just beat a team that was undefeated through their first ten by thirty, thirty-four, and Kentucky went possession for possession with LSU. Now, I want to say two things about that. First off, it means they're on the level of LSU, which is a bunch of Murray State transfers and a first-year coach. The second part, though, is positive. They won a game where they had to go possession by possession. Yes. That's a, yeah. that's a massive positive because otherwise this year, they've had to be way out in front and just hold on, right? Whereas yeah. in this case, yeah. it's different. They, they, went, they went, I don't know, back and forth, tit for tat, whatever you want to say. So I thought that part was very positive. I, something came out last night that it, I, I think I had seen it, but I hadn't really gotten a good visual of it, and it happened over and over and over last night, and it really bothered me, and it was that Case and Wallace always goes under screens. Yeah. And on different teams, that does different things, and you know this. You can, you can roll out of that, of course, or you can take the shot once he's you know four feet, five feet from you. Or, in the case of LSU last night, it allowed their guards to get going downhill on him. And they got so many looks and so many good opportunities going to the basket because all he did was go under the screen. There's tape out on him now. You know, to prove my point, you know why you go under a screen? So you don't get hit. Okay. Because, I mean, it takes physical play. It takes physical play to stick your shoulder in there and go over the top of a screen. If you go under a screen, nobody's going to touch you. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. They've got a bunch of soft players on this team, Louie, that run from contact. And and I agree with what you're saying. I mean, the waters, I'm, I'm just talking about last night's game. I understand. Obviously, the waters get a lot deeper going forward. And, you know, it's. I don't think it's going to be pretty Saturday. 
I don't think it's going to be pretty when they go to Tennessee a week from Saturday. But for last night, there were some positive things that happened on the floor. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I, but the thing, I mean, with Wallace, like, he's a, that guy, he's a good defender. He's an athletic guy. You can't give people five feet. You can't give them three steps of getting downhill on you and, and still be a good defender. No, you're, you're either going right. to foul or they're just going to they're just going to run you over. And yeah. I, I'm with you, Dan. I, that that part he kept doing, he kept doing, he kept doing it, and 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 that's coaching. That's LSU going. You know, here's our adjustment. We're going to run that. We're going to run that uh, that pick at the top, and we're going to get Wallace stuck in it. I I actually my big positive was that I thought Severe Wheeler played really well last night. Well, yeah, he finally I mean, he's, he's he's a he limited finally dude. took care of the ball. Right, he's a limited guy, but if when he takes care of the ball. And he's he's still doing that thing where he thinks he's he's Doctor J and he can go left handed in the lane and fly past three people and you know bank it off the top of the boards and make a shot. But it, I thought he was much more under control last night than he's been, and I thought his floor spacing on offense was considerably better. And yeah. so I wonder if that wasn't part of the Cal game plan last night. That I mean, the spacing has been terrible to this point. Now, you get a Toppin who's actually moving without the ball. He's actually, you know, going in for rebounds on the offensive end. I mean, otherwise, you know, it came up on the on the postgame show last night. You wonder how much guys are deferring to Oscar because it makes sense that you would defer to Oscar. However, what's better, having the National Player of the Year and then a guy like Toppin who, I mean, can, you know, can get put back jams on missed shots. You want both, Right. And so it's Absolutely. good to see. It's good to see him actually doing that, even if he's not doing it in a in an overtly physical way. He's still got the athleticism to go do it. So it was good no to see question. those. Good to see that as well. No question. And we've talked about it before. There's no reason, even though you got the reigning national player of the year, there's no reason somebody else can't go in the paint. Uh, and, and that's why Toppin has been so successful the last two games. You mentioned the coaching, and I want to. This is something I wanted to comment on. I was very impressed with Matt McMahon last night. Oh sure, and and, and you know because he, the, LSU got down ten points a couple of times in the second half, and usually in Rupp Arena that means you know it's going to be a eighteen twenty point game. He would not let those kids quit. I mean, he was up coaching his tail off. And as you said, Louie, he's doing it much like the, the coach at Missouri. He's doing it w- with a bunch of Murray State players and mid-major transfers. Yep. I mean, they, they wiped the slate clean at LSU. I don't know that they've got a person, a player, on this roster that was there last year. And, and so for him to do – I mean, not only last night – to, to stay within three of, of Kentucky at Rupp. But, you know, he, he beat Arkansas. Yep. Uh, and he's no, 12 and 2 and for a reason. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you what else. When he starts recruiting to LSU, and I'm sure he already has, he has two words that are going to get him in any living room in the United States. You know what those two words are? Ja Morant. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Ja Morant. I coached Ja Morant in college. I can do the same thing for you. It'll get him in every. It won't be like Louisville. It well, the kids won't be turning down uh, recruiting trips to go to LSU. Um, so he, you know, there's another program. There's another program at LSU that you're gonna have to you're gonna have to worry about the next few years. 
Yeah, I mean, the SEC just continues to add these dudes, right? And, and yeah. to places yeah. like LSU that have resources. And frankly, that's one of the spots in the SEC. It's actually got basketball history, right? I mean, Maravich, O'Neal, I mean, like, dudes have been there. And so it, that's the spot with the right coach, with the right players. You can absolutely get it going in a community that actually gives a belief about basketball. Yeah. And I have for they, a very long time. Yeah, and, and they LSU made a great hire, I think. I think they made a great hire in that guy. But I thought, I mean, and look, we've been critical other days. I thought, I thought the game plan for Kentucky last night was better than it's been for other games. Mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. thought it was demonstrably better, and so it looked be, like it looked like they were prepared to play this team. Yeah, I, I'm interested. I, my sense is Ware is hurt, right? And because it sounds like he didn't even warm up. Um, Oscar can't play 40 game, minutes a game every game. Why not? Season. Do you really think what, he can? Why not? Okay, he, Louis, because he was he was he was not great at the end of the game. He didn't get a if rebound you, in the last seven minutes. If, if you look, if you look at this uh, at this box score, it looks like an eight off for up box score. It does. I agree. The, the starters play. The starters play. Maybe one or two guys get in, uh, and and I think that's the way it's going to go. Schweeboy plays the whole game. Wallace plays the whole game. Wheeler probably would have played the whole game. They had to take him out at the end of the first half because he had two fouls. The, these are 19, 20, 21-year-old kids. With all the media timeouts and, and all of that stuff that's going on, you can't tell me these kids can't play 40 minutes a game? That's a bunch of baloney. <laughs> we will do baloney or salami. Baloney! At 11 o'clock, Louis, uh, full of baloney. Dan, full of salami. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Hey, I want, I want to tell you why you are such a great partner. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Terrified. I, I thought, I, I thought, and you know, this is me blowing smoke up my own skirt. I thought my Monday morning moron yesterday was terrific. It was, it was great. And we're not off the air for a half hour, <laughs> and you've got a sponsor. <laughs> Working on for, one, yeah. for Monday. Good. Now you had to be working on this. That didn't just happen in a half hour. Yesterday. It happened in a half hour. You're kidding. No. We we have we have a very uh, loyal set of listeners uh, to this show. Uh, I, I don't know where they came from or why they hang out, but they do, and we appreciate them. Uh, and no, no. So we've got we got people in the community that enjoy your um, uh, your opining. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> well, actually, well, I, you know what's funny is they they replayed that on on first watch yesterday, and you couldn't find a single person that disagreed with you. Good. I, I mean, I think people are because Streetle kept listening, and he's like, uh, "No, that's right." Well, uh, no, he's right. Uh, oh, uh, no, he's right. Like he was trying to find a hole in the argument, and you just kept going. I think their favorite part was that you got three and a half minutes in, and I started clapping, and you're like, "Wait a minute." <laughs> Yeah, no, I've got five no. more minutes. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not stopping me there, buddy. No, I've got a lot more to say about Will oh, left. So us. I actually, I actually got up. I went to Jimmy John's, um, and then came back by the, and then you know started eating, had a sandwich, and then you finished up. So it was actually worked out pretty well. <laughs> yeah, but so, so somebody from Buckler Farms, and I, and I love this. I, I, I hope we get product. <laughs> uh, in, in return, yeah, because yeah. Uh, they, they they do some great sauce. But this is a farm in Shelbyville, or yeah, they're out in Shelby County. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Right, yeah. Buckler Farms, yeah, yeah. Uh, pork, pork and lamb. Yeah, yeah. Spo- so hopefully we'll be able to sponsors for get to work, you. get something worked out with the with the, with the, the family over there. So yeah, yeah that's yeah. terrific. That is. <laughs> I have to imagine terrific. there's a bunch of you know because I've I've 
I've had the good fortune of, you know, I'll, I'll walk in somewhere to get something and, you know, you get the, you know, your, your name on a credit card or something. And they're like, wait a minute, are you, you know, are you this guy or whatever? And um, I have to imagine there are just a lot of people, you know, at the Ford plant or farming or, you know, whatever that just have their headphones in and they're just hanging out with us. And um, I learned the other day. So I have a, I have a client in Shelby County, actually, and uh, he manages a horse farm standard breads different things and they've got like 150 horses it's a huge farm down and um he gets in the truck with one of his guys the other day and it's tuned to us it's just there he goes, oh yeah i love this show these guys are crazy you know or whatever you know blah, blah, blah. And so uh no you, you find out that there are actually people that listen to this freaking thing so yeah no that's that 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 that's fun that's great you know talking about your credit card you've heard the story about adolf or up uh, he's he's out in the country someplace, and he stops at a store and uh, buys something. And I, I mean, Coach Rupp was a notorious cheapskate. <laughs> I mean, he had alligator arms. He wouldn't go for sweat in a steam room. Uh, but but so he never <laughs> he never he never carried any cash, so he wouldn't have to spend it. But he he had so he writes a check to the to the gro- little corner grocery store that he's in and he hands the guy the check and he says do you know who that is and the guy says i'm hoping it's you <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so so where do we get so far off no you're all right so what do you think i mean letter grade for last night's game uh b okay I think that's B, fair. Yeah, I think that's fair. B, um, you know, I mean, there were some there were some things that happened down the stretch that could have gone the other way. I mean, with a, under four minutes to go, our, our boy Severe banks in a three point shot. Yeah, well, that's right. And, and then and then probably the biggest shot of the game was uh, when Toppin hits the corner three. And, I mean, it was a line drive. If it didn't go in the the basket, it was going to be in the fourth row on the other side of the floor. But, uh, you know, here's a guy who was, I believe, three for 22 from three-point land, and he hits that. So, you know, there were some – they got some nice breaks. But, you know, if you look at the other side – uh, I mean, uh, K.J. Williams, I love that kid. I loved him last year when he was at, at Murray. That, that kid gets about as much out of his ability as he possibly can. But he banked in a three-point shot. So, you know, what's fair for the goose is fair for the gander. But uh, given who they beat and given the margin, uh, I, I would give them a B, B-minus maybe. Okay, yeah, I think that's fair good. I, I thought they made some adjustments, and in you and we do this every year. How is he possibly going to trim down this roster? Oh, yeah. who's going to be on the roster and playing the minutes in January? And, of course, it's happened again. Here we are. Yeah. Right? Well, that's that, but that's because of all of the uh, preseason hype. You know, we, we, and I know he's hurt now, but even before he was hurt, he wasn't getting anything done. And that was, you know, C.J. Fredericks, he's, he's just a marksman. I mean, he's going to – he gets an open look at the basket. It, it's it's a three pointer. It's a done deal. I mean, he's been terrible, and so a lot, you know. And up until the last two games, you could say the same thing about Toppin. 
Oh, Toppin's turned the corner. He went to the NBA, and they told him what he had to work on, and he's going to have a great season. And, you know, he, he works himself out of the starting lineup. until So, uh, you know, it's always, oh, we've got all these guys that can play preseason, and then you get into the season and you find out, especially in games like Missouri and LSU, you find out who can really play and who can't. How, how much credit does Cal get for sitting top in against Missouri, possibly motivating him to play better the last two games? Uh, or am I reaching yeah. here? Well, no, I don't think you're reaching, but I don't think he sat him thinking, oh, this is going to wake him up and now he's really going to start playing. I think he sat him because he, he wasn't getting anything done. He's just running around the court, not not looking to score, mm-hmm. hanging out at the three-point line. So I, I, I'd like to think Cal was that smart that he'd say, oh, I'm, I'm going to sit him and then he's going to score 24 and 21 for us. Uh, I don't think that was the case. I think he sat him because he was playing terrible. Okay, fair enough. What what do you attribute then to him sort of the light going on the last two games then? Competition? The, or? the fact the fact that he can get in the paint and he doesn't have to be afraid of stepping on Oscar's toes, that he doesn't have to somehow somebody communicated to him that, hey, it's all right to have two players in the paint. It's all right for you to go in there and hit that 12-foot jumper that you make consistently. You don't have to hang out at the three-point line where you can't hit water out of a boat. Get in there and play basketball. And somehow, some way, because of someone, that light went on. And now he's playing like he should have been playing all year long. The other thing that actually stood out last night watching that game is that it wasn't poorly officiated. No, I mean Cal no. got mad at one point, but that's one play. Um, right. But I, I, right. I mean, when's the last time Kentucky had eleven fouls in a game? <laughs> Almost. <never. laughs> I mean, especially with you know, maybe that speaks to the softness that you've talked about. But I, I thought actually, for how what's the word I want to use here? How much they ran, you know, say the picks and and you know all you know Kentucky was you know kind of grinding possessions. Really, not a an, just an overflow of. Uh, you know, an overflow of bad calls. By the way, someone's saying on the text line, UPS Jobs, text line 437 uh, that he had to serve, he or she, excuse me, had the pleasure of serving Mike Pratt of Budweiser back in the day uh, at Wicks Pizza. How about that? Uh, great man and a great tipper. How about that? There you go. Yeah, Can you confirm you that? Uh, that Mike was a tipper? Yeah, a generous guy. Or that he drank Budweiser. <laughs> well, I know, I know the second one. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mike. No, I am. <laughs> Mike Mike was a great guy. He always had time. It didn't matter who you were, what you knew, what you had. Mike always had time for you. Always had time for you. And that's just, uh, I, I, I remember how uh, he would always, uh, you know, kind of look for, when, back in the day when my father-in-law was still going to all the games, he'd, he'd always make a point of waving at Virgil. I mean, it's just, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, Virgil thought he was his best friend. And, and, <laughs> That's and, great. <laughs> and Mike, Mike made a lot of people feel that way. So That was the best yeah, thing I, about Mike for sure. That's right. 
I, I miss him every day. All of us had nicknames, and all of us remember exactly how it sounded when he called you by your nickname. And so, um, text are texting in that uh, they feel like the light bulb that's gone on with Toppin is that they've got him into a dunking, more of a dunking role with alley oops and a couple of offensive rebound opportunities that he didn't have before. I maybe. You know, maybe yeah. it's 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 you know, like you've talked and you mentioned it, like you know, hey man, get in the freaking paint, right? I mean, like you're gonna get you're gonna get your 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 opportunities uh, more often if you if you're willing to go do that. And, and frankly, that's part of the floor spacing thing that I've been talking about way yeah. too much. No, is you're that absolutely he, right. Is that and if he's willing to do those sorts of things, they're going to be a better offense for it. I mean, for sure. Exactly, and there's nothing wrong with rolling Oscar. Oscar doesn't have to be at the low post every trip down the floor. There's nothing wrong with rolling Oscar to the top of the key. I mean, it just it it opens it up. If, if Oscar's at the low post, there's going to be there's going to be two people around him for sure, maybe three. If you roll occasionally, now, now, not all the time, but if you roll Oscar to the free throw line, that opens up the lane for everybody. Yeah. And so, um, no, the the texture's right. Get, you know, get. It's always it's always good to get those easy baskets when they they throw an alley oop or or everybody's so concentrated on Oscar that you kind of find an open space close to the basket. That always helps your offensive game. A couple textures pointing out the call on Wallace was one of the worst. Oh, that's fair. That was a bad one. <laughs> but I'm, I'm so used to bad calls in college basketball, man. I, I just, I, you know, ugh. it's just blue. So. Yeah, yeah. No, the textures are right. That was that was horrendous. <laughs> that, was, that, was that was horrendous. <sighs> yeah, so, that, they're talking about the one on the uh, on the offensive rebound on the free throw, right? Correct. Yeah. 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 That's no, bad. that was. That was bad. That was bad. Uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll get into the U of L game last night because uh, do we I, have to? I watched the end of that game sitting at the foot of my son's bed on my phone, and uh, he goes, he's ten, plays basketball uh, at a very low level, and uh, he um, <laughs> he goes, Dad, they always lose by one. <laughs> What is that? Four games now yeah. that they've lost by I just, one. It, it just—it's it, funny what kids remember and what they think of when they watch sports. That's different than how you take in sports. You know what I mean? And so it's uh, its it, it was—it was actually a really good point by him. But uh, but yeah, we'll get—we'll get to it in the next uh, in the next uh, segment here. But yeah. uh, this is this yeah. one, Louis. We're taking you up until noon here on ESPN six eighty one zero five seven. Uh, however, you're hanging out with us, the app, your uh, on your phone, maybe in your car. We appreciate you making us part of your Wednesday morning. Bologna or salami will be coming up. At 11 with uh, crack producer Avery Dill. Um, with a K. With a K. With a K. I do think these other SEC outcomes, the Alabama walkover and the Tennessee, I mean, they handled Mississippi State last night, is just a reminder that the the next steps in Kentucky's schedule, and we'll talk with Ben Roberts of the Herald-Leader tomorrow in his usual 1030 spot on Thursday, that the, the next steps, it's good that Kentucky got right for a night because – they're going to have to be really right to beat these teams, right? I mean, Did to be fair. You, right? Speaking of statutes, I, I think I, I was. Uh, this is how I did it last night. I watched. I watched the first half of the Louisville game. Yep. And then I was going to switch it over to Kentucky, and I said, you know what? I'm staying here. Uh, this 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 is going to get interesting. I'm I'm staying here. They they had they had turned Louisville had turned the ball over. 14 times in the first half and had a one-point lead. I said, this, this is going to get interesting. And so I immediately started taping the Kentucky game. 
And I told, I, I yelled down a prime, I said, yeah, because during the Kentucky games, her and her sister text back and forth. I told prime, I said, I'm taking the game. Don't tell me anything about it. <laughs> and so I watched, I watched the rest of the Louisville game live and then switched over and, and caught up on the tape on, on the Kentucky game. And now I forget why I even started this story. <laughs> Something about statistics, uh, stats. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks, Louie. Okay. <laughs> so I'm looking right at it at the screen. <laughs> All I had to do was look at my laptop. Um, so the, the score, I, I'm watching, and the score comes over that Tennessee's ahead like 15 to nothing. Yep. Maybe it was eighteen to nothing. I don't. But I'm thinking, well, I don't have to watch that game. Yeah, that right. that that's for sure. And you talk about a stat sheet. They shoot sixty nine percent from the floor, fifty seven percent from the three point line, and uh, you know the most that any starter played was twenty seven minutes. A couple of their starters didn't even play a full half. I mean, that was just. Total domination. They were up you know, sixteen again, nothing to start. At one point in the first half, they 16 were nothing, yeah. forty six yeah. to seventeen in yeah. the first half. Yeah, and, oh, and you know, I I don't know I don't know who the Bulldogs have played, but I mean they're they're eleven and two. I mean they're not chopped liver, and Tennessee just dominated that game. <laughs> Dominated that game, sixty nine percent from the field. Tennessee had had seven guys score at least eight points. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, they just spread it all over the place. Yeah, so yeah, that's if you're a starter, that's one of those games you hate because you yeah, right. know you know <laughs> you you're going to play it. half the game <laughs> yeah. is going to it's going to it's going to skew your uh, your season statistics because because if you're lucky, you'll score ten. <laughs> And then Alabama, I mean, they, they sleptwalked through that game. They just absolutely sleptwalked through their game last night. And it's going to be – I'm I'm actually excited for that game on Saturday. I mean, ESPN's promoting it, man. Yeah. I mean, they're promoting it, yeah. so that's it's going to be uh, one of their I'm, – I'm really, I'm really anxious. I'm really anxious to see this Miller kid play. Uh, I've only seen clips of him. I haven't He's seen awesome. him play. Yeah. Uh, but they're already hyping him last night. Uh, they were saying, well, you know, he's th- this kid, Brandon Miller, the freshman from uh, uh, from uh, Tennessee. The how middle did, of nowhere, did, Tennessee. That's right. Yeah, yeah. How did Alabama get him out of Tennessee? Anyway, they've already they said, yeah, well, he's already wrapped up the freshman of the year uh, in the SEC. He's he's going after the player of the year yeah. now. And so I'm I'm anxious to see him uh, see him play a game on Saturday. All right. Well, can I go? Can I go completely off everything here for just a couple of minutes? You're Dan Issel. Do what you got to do. I I saw something yesterday. I I believe in the power power of prayer, and I know you do too. And I saw the neatest thing that I've seen. I w- I was switching around yesterday afternoon. Couldn't find anything to watch, and I, and so I wa- I was watching. I think it's NFL Today on on ESPN. Sure. And, you know, you hear people all the time say our thoughts and prayers go out and, you know, we're, we're praying with the family. Dan, is it Olofsky? Is that how you pronounce it? Orlovsky, yeah. yeah. Orlovsky. Yep. He actually, uh, on, on, at the end of the show, he was on there with uh, Marcus Spears and Laura Rutledge. And he actually 
folded his hands, closed his eyes, and prayed uh, for, for Hamlin on air. And I thought it was the coolest thing I've seen in a long, long time. I'm surprised I, I haven't seen mentions of that on social media, either negative or positive, to be honest. Like, because, uh, oh, yeah. Well, it, bit, it, yeah. okay, yeah, no, it, uh, I thought it was very cool. I just, I just wanted to say that. Hey, a reminder that this uh, hour of the show is brought to you by our friends at Kentucky Tourism. When you're ready to explore the outdoors, there's no better place than home. Hike, bike, paddle, fish, or even venture deep underground, this is Kentucky. Come see for yourself. Plan your getaway today at KentuckyTourism.com. This segment with Dan Issel and Louis Rabot is presented by KentuckyTourism.com. All right, welcome back. Dan Issel and Louis here on a Wednesday, 10 o'clock hour, of course, brought to you by our friends at Kentucky Tourism and KentuckyTourism.com. As the weather's about to get a little bit chillier, maybe we want to check out some of those concerts, even a museum or two here in the Commonwealth. Of course, start all of those plans at KentuckyTourism.com. Some programming here, uh, the Kenny Payne Show tonight. Um, starting at 7 o'clock on 93.9 The Ville and the ESPN Louisville app. And then Louisville Sports Live. Ethan Moore, Taylor Lynch will sing you from 8 to 10 here on 93.9 and on the app across the hall. Dan, a percent chance that it's Kenny Payne that shows up to the Kenny Payne show? Uh, if I was Kenny, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'd have Nolan go back out there. Nolan, Nolan was on to something. You know, he talked about the assists going up and heading in the right direction. I mean, the Cardinals had 17 assists last night. That's got to be a high water mark for the year. 17 assists. What was your takeaway from the game last night? Uh, my takeaway was that was two really bad teams. It was an ugly game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, at, at one point, and and you know, they uh, the the box scores that we see online are, are not as complete as as like an NBA box score. You don't get you get turnovers, but you, no place does it say how many points they scored off of those turnovers. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. But at but at one point last night they had it on a graphic on TV. Uh, one third. One third and, and it was in the second half. I'm not sure how deep but at that point, one-third of each team's points had come off of turnovers. Jeez. And, and I mean, it's just, you cannot win. I mean, the, yeah, they had 17 assists. That's great. They turned the ball over, Louie, 21 times. As I said earlier, 14 in the first half and somehow had a, had a one-point lead. But they get, they get 63 shots up. 27 three-pointers make 41%. For a while, I thought I was watching the Western Kentucky game. Yes, right. I think yes. they hit I think they hit four out of their first five three-pointers. And I'm thinking, well, you know, they're going to win this game just like they won Western Kentucky because they're making shots. And they did. 41%, 11 for 27 three-pointers. I mean, that's that's good. 
That that's good. And then <clears throat> here's something that raises its ugly head that you you haven't been talking about, and that is they can't make a free throw. No. They're they get outscored 15 points at the free throw line. <clears throat> Excuse me. Syracuse is 19 for 25 from the free throw line, and Louisville's four for 10. Yep. They get they get outscored 15 points from the free throw line and lose the game by one. I, yeah, that's no, pretty simple. I mean, some, sometimes sometimes it's simple, right? The other thing they pointed out on on Dina this morning. I mean, Syracuse had 10 steals. Louisville had 21 turnovers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how many times they just step out of bounds? or just throw the ball away, or, you know, whatever. I mean, it wasn't like Syracuse. They play zone. It's not like they're setting up to take a bunch of charges, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's literally not how they play. And it just I, – I, I, the other part is, I, you know, I can't believe that they out-rebounded them because it didn't feel that way during the game, uh, right. like at all. But <clears throat> apparently they did. But Curry gets the line six times and makes one. I mean that literally everything about him is undisciplined right now. Everything. And and here's another plus. They get an unbelievable game out of James. That is far and away the best James has played. That's got to be the hope here is that he's having his top and moment, right? Is that some, yeah. something, you know, he's hurt last year, physically he's, he hasn't come along yet. He's you know, he's he's gradually moving into the year and the hope is, you know, young guy new to college basketball, maybe now that starts to turn. Because, frankly, if you get two guys in that backcourt, one being Ellis, who's who's above serviceable, and then if James is even serviceable, they can win three, four games in the ACC, and it doesn't. And a bunch of the games are like this, where if they do lose, at least you feel like they're in the game. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we talked about did Cal – take Toppin out of the starting lineup to kind of motivate him a little bit. Is that what happened last night with Jalen Withers? Because <laughs> nothing nothing Kitty tries goes right. He puts land it lands in the starting lineup in place of Withers and lands can't throw the ball in the ocean. <laughs> so so he's got to go back to Withers and Withers is actually four out of eleven, which is better than he's been shooting and he's the only one Besides James and Ellis, it gets to double digits. But uh, no, this this season just gets uglier and uglier for Louisville. Now, where do where do they go? They go to Wake Forest this weekend. Is that right? Is Wake in town? Oh, it, hang on. Um, it's here. Yeah, sorry, on the side. Oh, yeah, so but it's, it's Wake Forest. Right? Yes, three o'clock. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and then they go to Clemson. Clemson only a three and zero in the conference, eleven and three overall. And they play North Carolina and Pitt at home. So, yeah. Well, I Pitt, mean, now four and zero in the conference. It's wild. <laughs> now, now it's just a matter of you know, can they get can they get two or three or four more wins for the season? But I said I yesterday, mean, you know, and you and you, I, I think you you kind of dismissed it. I said last night was going to be a winnable game if they shoot well, and it, it turned out to be exactly that. And they just are so. You know, deficient in other areas of the game that it didn't matter that they were actually good offensively. I mean, well, I I now, thought sixty nine points isn't exactly you know game. <laughs> it right. isn't Kansas State right. or Texas or anything, but you know it's good. Well, no, the reason that I that I that I uh, might have poo pooed it, it was the fact that Syracuse came in. They were two and one in the conference. 
and nine and five, and had played you know some decent teams. So I thought I thought Syracuse was better than they showed last night. I mean, if that if if that uh, Garrard kid doesn't go off, uh, you know they lose that game easily. There there wasn't anybody else out there that impressed me that much. Like that that big kid in the middle, he can block some shots. So yeah, I, and that's kind of my point. I mean, I, I think that Syracuse is pretty generic, and they have ten wins. Mm. I mean that's that's the point. That's why this is frustrating for Louisville fans, is because you can be this generic as Syracuse and have ten wins and be three and one in the conference. I mean, they are generic. <laughs> There's nothing about Syracuse that should excite you. Nothing. No, no. So, um, and, and here's the other thing. I was watching that game, and uh, you, you talked about Dykes being at every UK game. <laughs> yeah, I think Corey Alexander does every U of L game too. <laughs> and I love Corey. I know Corey. We had Corey, okay. Corey in Denver for a while. A really a bright kid, but <clears throat> Corey. Stop telling us how great the support is for the Louisville team when half the seats are empty. I mean, don't tell us that this... Now, to to their credit, the people that were in the Yum Center last night, they got loud and they got rowdy. And I can't imagine what that place is like when it's full and when Louisville actually has a team. But, you know, don't – and where's our texter that is going to text in and say there were 12,000 people at the game <laughs> last night? Where, where are you, Mr. Texter? Um, because, I mean, you know. Official attendance, 11,506. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I'll tell you what. I, I, if I had a dollar for every difference – between 11,500 and the actual number of people that were there, I'd be a rich guy because there weren't weren't close to 11,500 people there. I mean, if if the lower bowl is half empty, Louie, you know there's nobody in the upper bowl. Correct. So I'm surprised they haven't gotten the curtain out. Haven't gotten what? The curtain that covers the upper bowl. (laughs) I might consider it. Oh, By the man. way, the Syracuse attendance was lower than the FAMU and Lipscomb attendances by 300. Yeah. Well, trending the wrong way. That's not good. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the – I mean, we, we talk about a lot of big picture things with UofL basketball, but the other part is it, you cannot let a program go just straight into apathy. And if people get apathetic at, at some point, I mean, like – that's you know, the worst. It, it you is, know, being ne- it is being apathetic worst. is a lot worse than being negative. You know, when we talk about, you know, UK game, we get we get a bunch of texts whether they win or lose. When we talk about U of L losses, we don't get anything. Well, and, and the other just thing no is, response from people. In, you know, the other thing is, uh, and I don't I don't know any of the uh, any of the details. Uh, there haven't been anybody from the U of L administration contacting me, but from what I understand, the athletic department isn't in great shape financially to start with, and and U of L has a sweetheart deal at at the Yum Center, uh, and I got into this a little bit when I was working for NBA to Lou, yep. but you know if if there aren't people, I mean not only the ticket sales, Louie, but if there aren't people there buying beers and hot dogs and things, that that affects the bottom line at Louisville, at Louisville too. And you know, with the with the uh, with the football stadium 
being a third empty and nobody showing up to these games, I can't imagine that that's helping the financial situation of Louisville much anyway. Well, the ACC TV money will clean all that up. They got it locked <laughs> in. Yeah, yeah. Fourteen right. more years. It's gonna be great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, the apathy is is the part yeah, that's unacceptable, get... and frankly, it's why, at least at the outset. The Brom hire makes sense because you get people excited for something that they were not excited about. There was apathy was starting to creep in with Satterfield, right? There, he, he was not interesting. People did not uh, identify with him. They did not um, – there, there was no sense of direction with that program. They at least get that back on the football side. Now they need to get it back on the, on the basketball side. I thought, you know, and, and for the first time this season, I thought there was a real – obvious, well-designed game plan on offense for U L on how to attack the zone. Someone did a – I hope tonight, Paul Rogers, if you are listening, you ask Kenny who did the game plan for last night. Ask them who did the scouting and, and implemented the game plan because you've told me, and, I've, you know, and it's kind of common knowledge, that assistants do that work. You assign an yeah. assistant to a yeah. team, they have to scout them, they have to put the game plan together. Yeah. Because they well, tried a lot of different, they tried a lot of different stuff. They put a lot of different people at the free throw line. They, you know, they they um, the, the the patterns of penetration that they used were different at different kinds types uh, points of the game. Excuse me. And so I, they actually tried some things last night. They're just so deficient in passing and turnovers and those sorts of things that it just it overwhelmed the ability to to run that offense the way that it needed to be run. Yeah. Well, one thing that makes it easy to prepare for Syracuse is you know they're going to play a 1-3-1 defense from the time the game starts until the the game's over. So, you know, you don't have to say, well, if they're in the man-to-man, this is what we're going to do. If they go to the 1-3-1, this is what we're going to do. If they go to the 2-3, this is what we're going to do. It's 1-3-1. So all you have to plan for is one defense. And I'm with you. I loved how they attacked it. They... They they even had L. Yes, in, in, I thought that was really paint. interesting. Actually, yeah, 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 I like that. I like that. So you're absolutely but, right. They but were to, they were prepared. But my larger point on that, Dan, is I don't know that I would have expected them to actually follow the game plan instead of just standing around the arc, chucking threes. Mm. There there was a concerted effort by the guys on that team to actually run the game plan yesterday, and that's a different thing than what we've seen. Now, part of that might be, and this is where I'm really interested. Does James change the equation for them? And I think if you're a U of L fan, you're praying to God that it does because otherwise, yeah. I don't know what's going to. Right. And so, if if Mike James again, if he can become a serviceable second option in the backcourt, they're going to be a lot better going forward. And and, and look, I get it; it's, it's a two and thirteen team. They're only four in the conference, but and better might be four or five wins or whatever in the, in the conference. You know, because at this point, isn't that what you're looking for? You want to win like six, seven games. Yeah, you want you want a little bit of momentum going into into the offseason, into into recruiting, into the transfer portal. You want a little bit of, of something you can hang your hat on. There's there's absolutely nothing right now. Yeah, no, that's right. So I, that part at least was the positive for me from yesterday. Um, I thought it was a little too poetically perfect how the game ended. <laughs> that it would end on an out of control turnover, right? I mean, it was it was kind of a perfect ending. Mike James is wide open on the wing. Literally any pass to him, he goes in for a layup.
right? I mean, like it's it's all set up, it's all right there, and they just can't. They trip over themselves. It yeah, is, it's a it, perfect. It, it, it is a perfect summation of this season. <laughs> and and they got it because because the kid from Syracuse tripped over tripped over himself. <laughs> it tripped. He's oh, trying. It's a bad game. It, 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 and you, you know, I know that kid's a freshman. Mintz is that his name? Yes. I, I know he's a freshman, and and you know, you don't you don't always think straight at the end of the game. But man, wrap up, let him follow you, go to the free throw line, and and get two more points. Don't yeah, right. Don't be dribbling around like a wild guy. <laughs> is any part of you jealous that Jim Beheim is seventy eight and still coaching? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Are you kidding me? If I was coaching that team last night, somebody would have died. So, I mean, or, I don't know how he does it. I don't know how any of them do it. I mean, there are. I get so, it, man. No, they're, they're fundamentally the game, and I know, I know, I, this is an. Uh, uh, oh, I saw, I, I saw a preview of a movie that I gotta see. Tom Hanks. Has a new movie. Oh yeah, called A Man Called Otto. Yeah, that, I I think I might be able to identify with this guy. <laughs> I can hardly wait till it comes out. I want to go see A Man Called Otto. Anyway, I, I mean, if you are a basketball fan, and and maybe if you're not an old basketball fan, maybe you don't remember this, and you love the dunks and the three pointers and the guys getting fouled and getting up and flexing. Their muscle for the baseline camera. Maybe you think that's basketball, and God bless you if you do. But if you're an old time, an old school basketball guy, you just cringe when you watch some of these performances. So you don't like Oscar flexing after those dunks? I don't like anybody flexing after the dunks. Say, say, hey, Oscar, I mean, stop, stop flexing. Say it. Yeah, Oscar. Stop flexing. You're the you're the reigning you're the reigning national player of the year. Unanimous player of the year. We know you're great. We love you. <clears throat> By the way, uh, I got a uh, yesterday after the show. I got a call from Lloyd Gardner. Oh, okay. And Lloyd was telling me how much he agreed with uh, my Will Levis left. <laughs> oh, of course. Thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's a, he's an old guy like me. But he he also said that Oscars. Uh, what do you call his tournament? King of the Bluegrass or something like that. King of the Bluegrass. Uh, that Oscar's brother played in it. Yep. And that Oscar came to a game driving his Porsche. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> but but Lloyd said Oscar is the nicest kid he's ever been around, uh, and and so you know that's what we want to that's what we want to see. That that's the, that's what we want to see out of Oscar. You don't have to flex your muscles. We know you're great. Congratulations. Go down to the other end and try to get a rebound. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jim Beheim. I mean, Buddy Beheim is 23 years old. I mean, you can do the math on 78 year old Jim Beheim. Yep. I yep. mean, he. Uh, that's that's. Uh, that's <clears throat> How long has he been in Syracuse? Did did he coach any place else before he 1963. went? Nineteen sixty three. He played. He he played on that really good Syracuse team with Dave Bing. And Dave Bing is probably 
Nah, I don't want to go that far. Dave Bing doesn't get the credit for the kind of player he, he was. Dave Bing was phenomenal. By the and way, actually was, a guy that I've gotten to spend a little bit of time with because of his Pistons connection, good dude. How about that? There you go. Dave Bing? Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. No, he. Uh, I, I've got to be with Dave on, on one or two occasions. He was very active in the Players Association. Um but anyway, so they showed him he was a player on that team in the early 60s. Did Has he been anyplace else, or did he go from from playing at Syracuse to being a, on the coaching staff? So he uh, graduated in 66. He joined the coaching staff as an assistant in 69, and then in 76 became the head coach. So, so he's, been in, he's been in Syracuse his whole life. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah. I don't but like Syracuse, I don't, but hey, uh-huh. but I, no, no, that's got to be yeah. <laughs> that's got to be the the winners there last about nine months. Um, but I don't know how he does it. I, you know, I mean, I like. Well, the I other said, part I, is, I mean, he's, I'd be tearing he's, my hair out. Texter asking, did you see Jim pick his nose on national TV, sir or ma'am? I have watched him pick his nose for many decades. Um, that's what he does. Uh, maybe that's what keeps him young. Uh, who knows? Do you think that's it, Dan? Do you think it's the nose picking? I don't it's a clear. Know. It's a clear nasal passage. <laughs> Gives keeps his head clear to that's make right, tough, he's, he's tough decisions. Good filtration, old Jim Beheim. I think the actually the, the more remarkable thing about guys like him is they don't just coach. You know their college teams like he coached three gold medal Olympic teams too. So he's traveling the world with with the Olympic team from two thousand eight to two thousand sixteen. I mean like just the the travel and the and everything else. I mean it is that's a the longevity on a guy like that, he's we talked about it yesterday and I forget the examples we used, but my sense is he's gonna retire and then he's not gonna be John Wooden and live to be a hundred. Like Jim Beheim's gonna quit and then he's gonna like And that'll be the end. Yeah, you know uh, (laughs) I think he's coached uh, I think he I think they said that this was his forty seventh year maybe as head coach at Syracuse and Corey Alexander was talking about this on the broadcast last night. He said he talked to Jim and thought thought he ought to go to fifty. That he ought to go. Yeah, I heard coach, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, ought to, he ought to coach three more years and get to 50 years as, as a coach. My sense with Bayheim is he's not stopping anytime soon. It doesn't look like it. It sure does doesn't. It. No. It, it doesn't look like it. Um, well, good for him. Good for him. But I don't think this is going to be a particularly vintage Syracuse <laughs> Orange season. Guess what I saw last night when I, I don't know. I don't know the. Well, I know one of the. They have three conference wins now. I don't know who the other two were against, but uh, they they got to play a lot better than they played last night. Well, they're in a weird spot there. because, frankly, if they can go, I don't know, like you know, eleven and nine or something in the ACC, they might make the oh, tournament. Yeah, you no, know what I mean? Like, I mean, no, because they're going to have twenty-one wins. Right. I mean, you know, it's just it's one of those things where you know it's it's Syracuse, it's Bayheim, twenty-one wins. They play in the ACC. You know, you add all those things up, but I, boy. If that's their team we saw last night, they're yeah, going to have a hard time getting to 11 wins. Yeah, they, they won't have to worry about making reservations for the second weekend. That, well, that's for sure. Too. No, you're right. If they're 500 in the ACC, oh, they'll yeah. be in the tournament for sure. Yeah. Well, for sure. Oh, speaking of that, Lewis, hmm. uh, the latest version of Bracketology came out yesterday. Okay. 
Did you see where the uh, University of Kentucky Wildcats are seated? You know, I've, I've started to look at, and this is completely sort of station bias because of first watch, but I usually go to DeCourcy's. Um, I'm now looking at Kentucky. I'm going to guess they're an eight seed. Bingo. Oh, is that right? Bingo. In Lenardi's uh, bracketology, they're down to an eight seed. Oh, and they get Purdue the next game. That would be a horrible matchup for Kentucky. Oof. (laughs) Oof. Edie would go off for like 35 points. You think think he might be able to negate Oscar? Just a little. Oof. Yeah. That's bad. Oof. Yeah. Let's hope that's not how it works. If they get through Creighton. I mean, I hate to be that negative about Kentucky in the tournament, but it's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a minute. They're they're going to. I think they're. I think they're trending in the right in the right direction. Uh, like I said, the next two Saturdays, I don't have a whole lot of confidence. But uh, you know, if they if they could get better, they... all right. So if you gave uh, Kentucky a BB minus for last night, what would your U of L letter grade be? D plus. Okay. All right. D is in Dan plus. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go C minus for last night. Uh, the the only reason the only reason that I, they get the plus is because of the way that James played. I agree. That that yeah, was that. the one. Yes, but the problem is, and and we've talked about this all season. Good luck predicting if that kid's going to show up in the next game, and that applies to every single dude on that team, right? Yeah. Other than yeah. LLS, we kind of expect things from him. But yeah, uh, no, you know, you're right. Uh, you know, you were talking about tipping. Yeah, and and Mike leaving the big tip for yeah. the Budweiser. Well, Budweiser Prime just bought me a cup of coffee. What do you think I ought to tip her? <clears throat> High five, and I love you. High five, I love you. There it is. <laughs> she didn't even respond. She turned around, and walked. <laughs> I am training people. No, 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 no. His wife, his wife. No, oh. she said, she said, she said, she said, I loved you, but I have my headphones on and didn't hear. Her. You see, that's why she walked away from you and didn't give you a high five. <laughs> it's because you had your headphones on. What is the... So, Dan, tell me this trend. <coughs> you say Kentucky's trending the right way, but you're, you're, you're concerned about the next two Saturdays. Is that because you agree with me that they're part of the second tier of SEC basketball right now? Right now they are. Yeah. Right now you can't put this team... In the in the same with the five the six level. seven guys that they play, can they get to that first tier? Yeah, yeah, they can. If 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 Toppin keeps playing like he's playing, they've got to get something out of that other spot. You know, uh, they want it to come from Livingston. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, Wheeler's got to keep playing like he's like he played last night. I think Cason uh, will be okay, and you know what you're going to get from Oscar. Yeah, I think they can get to that spot, but they're not there now. I mean, you called them soft earlier. I mean, how do they how do they stop being soft? Well, you, there's there's no way you can't fix that. Okay. I mean, okay. you're okay. you you're either, Yeah, you're either you're either willing you're, you're either willing to take the contact or you're going to run from the contact, and uh, that that. No, that part of it. Now, things like like Wallace going under the pick, that Every stuff, stuff like that, you have to fix. Now, how you fix it uh, is you get the man who is guarding the picker. You have to get on his outside shoulder right. 
to make the ball handler take a loop and help your your teammate get through. But that's hard work. I mean, if you're Oscar uh, and you're talking about playing 40 minutes, you know, to get up on that outside shoulder and make that ball handler loop around the – I mean, that's that's work. That's hard work. Right. And But, I mean, it's possible. It's possible. So, no, I'm, I'm, they're not there. They're not where Alabama and Tennessee are right now. But I'm not saying they can't get there. They, they've just got to coach through some of the obvious deficiencies this team has. All right. Reminder of some other programming going on here. Bellarmine is back in action on Thursday. They will be hosting Queens University over Freedom Hall. Pre-game coverage here with Doug Ormay, Mark Bug at 6.15, tip at 6.30, all of that here at 6.80, 105.7, and on the app as well. And, of course, first hour of the show brought to you by our friends at Kentucky Tourism. Find them on socials at KY Tourism. That's everything from Instagram, Facebook, even on Twitter. Go find them. A bunch of great pictures from across the state. You can even tag them with hashtag TravelKY or hashtag KYHorses, for example, depending on where you are. And again, as it gets colder, moving indoors for some of those concerts and some of those museums around the state. All of that at KentuckyTourism.com. When we come back. Baloney! It's baloney or salami, folks, here on 680-1057. Tired of eating the same homemade meals over and over again? Want to switch it up? LocallyOwnedDelivery.com safely brings the restaurants to you. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner, they'll bring it to you. Delivery.com delivers some of the finest restaurants in Metro Louisville. Miss going out to eat but still want to support your favorite restaurants? Delivery.com has got you covered. Use promo code ORDERNOW for $10 off your next order. Sit back, relax. Your meal's on its way. Delivery.com. We bring the restaurants to you. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Injured in a car accident? Visit suedistracteddriver.com. <laughs> 